For anyone listening, this episode is visually intensive, so visit our YouTube channel, coincompass.com slash YouTube to follow along. We use TradingView for all our charts, and you can sign up for a free account at coincompass.com slash TradingView. Welcome to the Bitcoin Basics podcast with your hosts, Faris and Gordon from coincompass.com, enabling you to safely buy and securely store your Bitcoins. All resources are in the show notes and description, including our disclaimer. Visit BitcoinBasicsPodcast.com to subscribe and discover other free content. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Bitcoin Basics Podcast. So we are coming up to the end of March. It's just on coming up to Sunday evening um, in the U.S., which is the last markets to close. So I want to take this opportunity to have a look at the charts. Um so yeah, it's been a very interesting quarter. We do have uh, volatilities come back in the markets, not just in Bitcoins, but we're going to look at currencies, gold, silver, and bonds. And the US dollar and US interest rates are a key component of what we're looking at today. But first thing I do want to look at is what is happening in Bitcoin. So we are looking at a weekly chart here. And in my previous episode that we looked at, we talked about how we actually want pullbacks in the market. So this pullback that we had in here, this one big candle in here, you want these in a healthy bull trend. Because what that means is that you want markets to go up like a staircase, little by little up and down. So you want them to resemble stairs, um, two steps up, one step back kind of a thing. Because if it goes straight up, then it's going to come straight down. And we want to avoid that. You want a bit of reprieve in the market. So when we see in here where we went from just shy of 20,000 to 40,000, we doubled. Well, it came back 50% and then it went up again. So this is what you want to see. You want to see markets going up and coming back. Um, but what actually happened in Bitcoin in this um, last few weeks? So we're uh, looking at a weekly chart here. So if we look here, we had a pretty significant pullback and then we had a bounce just at this level, 50,000. If we broke through 50,000, our next level of support was way down here at around 43,000 or even lower, actually about 42, I think it was, yeah, 43,000. So that we had a nice big bounce there if we scroll down to a daily chart. So it looks to me like potentially, yes, the low is in. Um, that the short-term low is in and that we have a little bit of a consolidation here. Um, if we start to break above these levels here, then definitely you'd say we are going back to all-time highs. So we kind of want to break above uh, 57,500 is a key level. Break above 57,500, we are going back to all-time highs. And when you're at all-time highs, there are two things you want to look at. So if you're if the price is somewhere else, it's never been before, either all-time highs or all-time lows, then two indicators you want to look at is the RSI. So here the RSI is very, very healthy. In this pink zone here, it means you're not overbought and you're not oversold, which means it's not exuberant. So like I said, the one, two steps up, one step down, if we're trading in here, that's great. If we're getting closer to 90, if you're short or long, that's if you're long, sorry, and it's getting to 90, you want to take profits. If it's getting below 30, close to 20, and you're short, that's when you want to take profits and yeah, take your position off the table. So right now, it's looking healthy. This 50,000 held. If we retest 50,000, 
Um, I see us going lower to 43. So if we zoom back out to a weekly chart, essentially, yes, we want to break back above here. 57,500 is a key level on the daily um, break above there. Then I'd say definitely the 50,000 was a short term low. We're bouncing up from then. And the weekly RSI is very healthy. Uh, so we are still in bull territory here. The last time we we're at this level was there, which is when the bottom of this big can that, that represented the bottom. So this is a healthy sign. So this week is will determine, are we heading back to retest 50,000 and potentially lower? If we don't, if we close above 57,500, then we're heading to new all time highs. At that stage, where do you take profits from there? Um, you would look at 75,000 simply because it is a round number. And I do like the laws around numbers. So if we start moving up to 75,000, I'd start looking around that area to take profits before we probably just have another short-term pullback. Um, and that might coincide with this RSI coming up a little bit higher. That would coincide with the RSI coming a bit higher as well. So yeah, close above 57,500. Our next target for me is 75,000. So that's Bitcoin. Now, there are quite a few more things happening in the market I want to pay attention to. Uh, so yeah, as we mentioned, oh, I think that's something I forgot to mention. So we did have some selling at the end of this month, which came in a bit soon um, compared to uh, the historic periods. And that's simply because you do have a lot more hedge funds and family funds buying Bitcoin, but specifically with the hedge funds, because they need to report their end of quarter profit and loss. So if they'd gotten into Bitcoin earlier this year, they would have made a pretty significant return. So they want to sell some of that and post it on their books. So it looks very impressive to future investors. So they would have sold at the end of this quarter, and this is what they do with share markets, currencies, they close their position at the final day of the quarter and reopen the same positions the next day. It just shows they made some profit in that quarter. So, yeah, short term and medium term low in. If uh, 50,000 holds and we go above 57,500, absolutely. That was the short term, medium term bottom. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, like and share so we can find others like yourself. Currencies, so the dollar. So this is key right now because 70 to 80 percent of global wealth is actually tied in the dollar somehow. So this is a DXY, which is the dollar mostly trade weighted against the euro, Japanese and pound. Now, we had this low in here. You can see down there. This was a. This is a weekly chart. So we're right there at eighty nine thousand. Sorry, eighty nine thousand. Thinking of Bitcoin prices. At $89 was a short-term low. We then got a new low set in at 89.68. And we now have another low, which is even higher at 91.35. So we've got three higher lows, which is significant. Um, I'm looking back and I cannot see the last time we had three higher lows. We had two higher lows here. So this, uh, at the time I remember is thinking that was a bottom and 90 was below, 90 was a good level. So I thought that was a bottom there. We then had a higher low at 92, but it broke through. We have not had three higher lows since way back here, 2019. 
So this is looking like the dollar has bottomed and the dollar is strengthening. And I don't know if you caught our podcast with Rao Pao. We talked about the dollar. And yeah, so this is looking healthy for the dollar. But unfortunately, a strong dollar is not good for other markets, um, equity markets especially. So let's look at the dollar, the euro, because um, that DXY we're looking at is a basket of the, the dollar against a basket of other currencies. So right now with the euro, again, this is a weekly chart. We broke through this level of support, which was 119.5, broke through that, retested, never closed above it, and now we're going lower. So next level where we'd expect a bounce on the euro is $1.16. If we close above 119.5, then the dollar's getting weaker, the euro's going higher. At this stage, though, this looks like the dollar is getting stronger against the euro. So next level of support here is 116.5. Remember, this is a weekly chart. Um, it looks even stronger against the Aussie. So the Aussie here, so these lines here, the darker they are, the stronger the support. So we've got one here at 75.66, and you can see it's bounced one, two, three, three times it's bounced off of that. So the more it bounces off an area, the weaker the area gets. Because if you bought here, right, you saw it go up, come back down, you got a bit nervous, but you're like, okay, it bounced again. And people that missed out on the buy here bought there again. But these guys, bought at 76, they saw it come back there again, got a bit nervous thinking, oh, I'm getting close to making a loss. Third time they would have sold. So I don't, if you got in at this level or at this level here, I don't see you holding for three hits. I think these buyers here sold. If it comes back down again, these buyers here are gonna sell as well. Next level of support is 74.6. I don't see it as a strong one. Um, after that, we're going back down to 70 cents for the Australian, and that is a strong level. So you'd expect to bounce at 70. If we break 75, we're going to get to 70 pretty quickly, I'd say, and that will, it will get a bounce at 70. The New Zealand dollar looks even weaker. So it broke through two levels of support last week. It broke through this one at 70, uh, sorry, 71 and 70. So the, if it doesn't bounce back into this area here above 70 cents, if it doesn't bounce this week and hold at 70 cents, the Kiwi is heading much, much lower down to this area here at 60, just above 65. So, yeah, Kiwi dollar is looking the most vulnerable out of the lot. And the one that I like as well is the pound. So the pound is actually looking stronger. So if you wanted to hedge your dollar risk, so if you're going short the euro, the Aussie, the Kiwi, it would pay to hedge that risk, which means you're going, so you're going long the dollar in those three pairs. Here you'd be going short the dollar, so long the pound. And what we have here is a nice inverse head and shoulders. So you got the head here at 114, left shoulder, right shoulder. So here's your line of support, this orange one there at 113.5, sorry, 135. So that there, you have a stop below that, you know this whole pattern is violated. So potentially we are looking at the pound going higher 
Um, there is a big level of support just here, though. So probably a bit late to get in this trade now, uh, you, because you've got this level of support not far up there, um, and you're really not your risk reward here is just one to one. But this is an interesting pair to keep on. So if, what I'd like to see is if it comes down a little bit lower, if it bounces off this line, then so if we bounce off of here and head higher, that's where you might want to try getting in. So bounce off of there and head higher, then I'd say, yep, you've got a much better risk to reward on going long the pound against the US dollar. So short term, medium term, and low one for US dollar is looking that way. The DXY looks like it has bounced. It's held some really good support at, 90 and 9, at 89 and 91. So could still be a false breakout, but we have not seen three higher lows on a weekly chart since 2019. Okay, gold and silver. Now, I have been surprised by the weakness in gold. I honestly thought here, 1760 was the low. I thought we we're heading to all-time highs from there. So this has really surprised me. Um, so yeah, we are looking at a weekly chart here and it's not looking healthy. If we go below 1680, there is a vacuum all the way down to below 1500, down to 1450. So if gold does not hold at 1680, I see a lot of people getting out uh, because anyone who bought in here would have seen really good returns all the way up to there, comes back, tests that level. If it tests it again, you're getting out. You know, if you held here and you saw and you didn't take your profits in there, you want to get out of break even. So if this level 1680 does not hold, I believe we are going significantly lower down to there. So that's a big vacuum in gold. So long term, I'm still a proponent in gold. Um, I still think because, you know, as you know, we are Bitcoin advocates. I think store of value, Bitcoin is a lot safer, a lot cheaper, and has a lot more attributes than gold. However, there are still a lot of people that don't know how to buy Bitcoin. There's still a lot of wealth and fund managers that, don't know how to buy Bitcoin and can't buy Bitcoin legally, but they can buy gold. So this is why yeah, I've been surprised by gold. Silver is looking a bit healthier. Now, silver is not is a store of value like gold, but actually has more use cases today than gold, especially with um, the increase in EV cars. So what we're seeing now is we've got a short term level of support at twenty four dollars for silver. If we break below that, you've got a really strong one at just below $22. If it breaks below $22, same thing, a cavity all the way down to $17. But silver tends to be a lot more volatile than gold. Um, but yeah, because silver is looking stronger than gold is right now, there's just a lot more support on it. Um, I don't know. I, I Silver looks to me like if you were going to take this risk, um, I don't think you should. There's better opportunities. I mean, I'd, I'd be investing in silver, not trading it right now, because I still think yeah, there's good, very, very good. There's good up. Um, sorry, there's good uptrend potential for silver on a fundamental basis. So yeah, your time horizon, you want to make it a longer time horizon. So, yeah, that's where I'd be looking at silver just as a long term buy. Oh, that just made me think of something as well. So Peter Brandt, who we follow. Um, if you don't follow his Twitter account, highly recommend it. He's one of the, he's probably the trader I actually um, respect the most right now. 
I'm going to a monthly chart here on the Euro US. So he does a thing where he says January of 2021 will either reveal the high or the low in the Euro US. He looked at this seasonally. 2018, January was a high. It did not work for 2019. I thought that was going to be the, um, the low. We we're going to go higher low, but it did, didn't quite work because, oh no, sorry, it did too. Yeah, January was a high in the euro, and then it went from there. Uh, 2020 is where it didn't work, sorry. So 2020 uh, was not the higher to low. We saw it go higher and lower. So last year it didn't work. A few years before that it did work. Uh, same thing with 2017. That was a low. So January tends to be the higher to low. So if this holds, this means that we actually had the high in the euro on January this year at 123. So that was a high. Doesn't mean it's going to go lower than where we are now. But to me, yeah, I'd say we are heading to 116. If we break 116, we're heading to 111. So that's where that is. Do you have a question about Bitcoin? Coincompass.com slash ask to record your question and we'll answer it on an upcoming episode. So whether your question is technical, non-technical, economic, political, fundamental, it doesn't matter. There is no question too basic or too complicated for the Bitcoin Basics podcast. Coincompass.com slash ask. Okay, US bonds. So if you don't know the history of bonds, basically bonds is the government selling you their debt. Um, you buy shares in a company, you buy bonds in governments. So if you buy stock in Apple, that means you believe the price of Apple is going up. It is a healthy company. If you're buying bonds, that means you believe in that government. So that picture there on the left there, that is basically buy war bonds. So the way of supporting your troops overseas is by, by buying bonds, which means you're basically just giving your, your money back to the government. They'll take your taxes to support the war effort, but they're asking more than your taxes. They're asking you to invest in the government itself. Your taxes, you pay. You can't get a return on them. You can get a return on bonds. Um, anyone who's watched the Marvel movies will actually remember from Captain America number one where he did this. He just went on. He was used as a puppet, a gimmick to basically go and encourage people to buy bonds. So it, the reason I bring this up is because. This has been part of the American psyche for 100 years now. You buy bonds, you buy bonds, you buy bonds. You put your money with anyone who invested on your behalf. They do what's called a 60-40 allocation. 60% they're going to buy bonds. 40% they put in the stock market. It is just part of the investment DNA in America to buy bonds. Now, are we at the end of a 36-year bull market in bonds? So with bonds, you got different ones. You get the 30-year, which basically means it's a uh, 30-year bond. This here is a 30-year yield. So when you buy a bond, you're getting a return on your interest. So if you bought bonds in 1988, the interest you got was just shy of 10%. That interest has been going down. When that goes down, it means the price of the bond itself is going up. So there's an inverse correlation between bond prices and yields. So I'm going to write that down. Inverse correlation. Oh, excuse me. So inverse correlation, bond prices, and yields. So I think the best way to explain this essentially is, if I want to sell you a bond, 
and you look at the 1990s, right? People were investing in the stock market. So especially here, 1990, you saw the, the bonds went up. Uh, yields went up. That means bonds were going down. Why? Because it was a roaring 90s in the stock market. You didn't want to be buying bonds when the stock market was doing so well. So if the government wants to sell you bonds, then what they've got to do is make the um, coupon, make the interest rate higher. So it's like down here, it's like, all right, I am getting 6% in my bond. Stock market goes up. I want to, so the government says, well, we're competing against the stock market. So what we're going to do is we are now going to give you 7.8%. So a higher bond says, well, I'm a higher yield says you're getting more yield, more return, more interest on, on your, um, on your investment. So for example, when the financial crisis hit, if you want to buy bonds in Greece, no one wanted to. Greece was a mess. So the government had to do 15 to 20% yield. So it's like, yeah, I'm taking a big risk. I'm getting 15 to 20% yield. So even if my return goes nowhere, even if the bond itself goes nowhere, I'm making 15% just by holding it. So what we've seen is yields have been going down because people have been buying bonds. So since the 1980s, people have basically been buying bonds. Has that changed? We look here. I mean, look at that change there. I'll just move this into a candle. So this is a three month. So last quarter, look at that. That's a three month candle. And we'll go to weekly. So we basically saw, was this the bottom down here at just below 1% on the 30 year? Is this the bottom of bonds? Have we basically seen the end of a bull market? So here, this looks like, yeah, if yields keep going up, which what that is what they look like, bond prices are going to keep going down. Now, this is a 10-year. The 10-year is more volatile. And what we see here, this is a key level of support there at $96. So remember, I'm not looking at the yield now. I'm looking at the price of the bond itself. So see how many times we bounced off this line. June 2015, October 2015, March 16. March 2017, November 2018. So that was a financial crisis. People bought bonds. All right, there was a crisis in America. Bonds went up. June 2020, November 20, and then we broke through. So these two were really close together. And the fact that they hit two very close together means people got out. We broke through that. We've gone down to 94. Now, we've been here before. February 18, December 16. All right, so we should get a bounce here. We may trade in this zone for a little bit. If we go below 94 again, that means bonds are in a bear market. And that 36-year bull run in bonds is over. Now, why is a 10-year so important? The 10-year is very important. Oh, and sorry, this I need to mention. So the government has been issuing new bonds. So with all this you know, trillion dollar stimulus for COVID, where are they getting that money from? They're issuing new bonds. But the problem is, is that no one else is buying them because investors have not been buying bonds, especially overseas investors. Uh, Saudi Arabia, China, they buy bonds. The majority of bondholders are pension funds in America, but they're not buying bonds like they used to. So for that to... For the government to entice people to buy bonds, the interest rate on the bonds has to go up. The yield has to go up. If that goes up, the problem that you have 
is that the 10-year yield is a guide to inflation. So if this keeps going up, this is the yield on the 10-year, that means your credit card debt's going to go up. Your car um, payments are going to go up. Student loans going to go up. All these things are tied to inflation. You do not want inflation to go up right now. So the U.S. government has basically, and all governments are doing this, they want their currency to be weak, and they want interest rates to be low right now. So if we are looking at a global economic shutdown or coming out of a one-year global economic shutdown, we're looking at uh, employment really not that healthy, um, and yields start to go up, you're looking at stagflation, which is the worst thing an economy can go through. If that is the case, then that is beneficial for Bitcoin and gold because they are hedges against inflation. Um, and you'd want to look at your commodities as well. So if this continues to go up, these are good buying opportunities for commodities, for Bitcoin and for gold. So very, very interesting quarter coming up ahead. Because if this continues, yeah, it is things are not looking well for equities. Um, and especially emerging markets, emerging markets with a strong dollar. That's not healthy for emerging markets. And so we're looking at, yeah, if the DXY, the U.S. dollar keeps going up and the 10-year yield keeps going up, then you'd want to be investing in hard assets. These are your commodities, Bitcoin, gold, and silver. So thank you for following us uh, again on the Bitcoin Basics podcast. If you have any questions or any guests you'd like to see us see on the show, please hit us up. Thanks for watching or listening. Please visit coincompass.com slash free to register to our socials and discover other free content. Subscribing, liking and following helps this content remain ad free. Until next time.